Hey, hey, wedding professionals, listeners. Did you like that intro, fam? <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a new hey. intro. Yeah, why not? It's Brooke. Yeah, I'm Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my name for a second. <laughs> so we are just coming in to tell you that this is a two-parter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just confessionals. It is. So if you want to hear all about Julia's wedding, you need to go back an episode, which you should because, man... It's good. It is. Julia's wedding is interesting. It was a, it was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had some, a little bit of a weather snafu, sort of. Mm-hmm. A little bit of um, um, bridal party drama. Yes. And she had a lot of love. And it was really cute. And more importantly, she had tons and tons of crafting and <laughs> DIY for days. Yes, she did. Yeah. So definitely want to go back. But if you've already heard that, then um, stay tuned now because this is part two. We're beginning to confessionals with Julia. Woohoo. Yeah. Something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's wedding confessionals. That's oh man, that's a great way to end. Cake. We just, yes. <laughs> yep. I like it. Well, I definitely want to get into confessionals now because clearly we know everything about Julia's love of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> and cake. And cake. Which is a good part of mm-hmm. weddings. Oh, he doesn't love cake. I love cake. I love cake. I love cake. <laughs> Pammy, do you want to get into confessionals? Let's do it. Yeah. You want to read number one? Yeah. Holy cow. You chose it. Oh, my Aye. God. This is, guys, this All is right. the longest confessional we've ever we've had. Ever had. Yes. Buckle up. Settle in. It's going to be a minute. Pamela, take the wheel. I hope I can do this. <laughs> Hello, Pam, Brooke, Ruth, and this episode's very special guest. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Been listening for about a year now since my wedding planning starting started end of 2017. Love your podcast mainly due to the fact that it's a glorious distraction from the little annoyances of life and wedding planning. And I (laughs) apologize. And I apologize now. It's a long one. Sorry, Brooke. As long as I don't have to read it, I'm fine with it. She's happy. I like lots of details. I like lots of emotions. Let's get in. All right. Let's find out. So here's my rant. Yes. (laughs) Brooke is already in. My wonderful fiance and I have been dating for about over three years when he proposed to me right before Christmas of 2017. He proposed. I cried. Said yes. Amazing. Much sweeter and more to it than that, than, than that. But remember, this is a long email. We were very happy to spread the news to our families. We began planning in January of this year and had decided on our date for mid-November, shortly after the wedding, after the planning began. Planning was going well and things were lining up, deposits down, venues booked. I was also busy helping one of my bridesmaids get married two and a half months before me. I was a bridesmaid in her wedding also. Note, we planned in tandem and always made sure that no one took any glory from the other person. This is good. What happens? Why is she writing us? (laughs) Yes. Keep track of that. Then in April of this year, my cousin, let's call her Anne, who I'm very close with, and her SO got engaged as well. I was very happy for her and wished nothing Nothing. wish her nothing but the best, but flashback to our engagement when we told my side of the family. My cousin Anne was very happy and showed a lot of excitement for our news. Her significant other? 
Not so much. Never said congratulations or even acknowledged the engagement for some time. Weird, but we were in our happy bubble and didn't think anything about it at the time. But it started to become clear that it was possible that the SO wanted to propose around the same time my partner and myself got engaged. Just an observation, no idea if that's actually true. When they got engaged, Anne contacted me to check when our date was going to be. She said that they were looking this fall or spring of next year. I gave her the date and thought that that would be fine since she stated she was looking more towards spring anyway since they had only gotten engaged in April and needed more, more time. Next thing I know, I hear through our family that they had picked a date, 35 days after our wedding date. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'm sure that they thought this through and had a reason, especially since our family, Anne and mine, is rather large and a few family members live several states away. This was going to mean either that they need to choose a wedding or shell out the cash in time to come to both, almost a month apart. I know not to assume anything about people and their finances slash availability, because that would be rude, but I just didn't want them to be put in that position. So, let the shadow games begin. We sent out our save the dates. They sent theirs out a week later. Great. My girls and I schedule my shower. Her shower is a week after mine. Yay. Sent out our invitations eight weeks before the wedding, per the unwritten every blog slash every blog posted it rule. Theirs came in the mail two days later. WTF. P.S. We requested RSVPs back 30 days before our wedding. They're requesting theirs almost two months before theirs. So if you're doing the math right, our RSVPs are due three days before the due date of theirs. I know it's petty and I don't want to be selfish. I want to think about, I want to have my time as a bride feel special and our day to be the spotlight. But as my fiance put it, it feels like they keep wanting to steal our thunder. If the roles were reversed, I feel I would have been more considerate of the plans and special day for her. With my bridesmaid from earlier, we continue to check on each other as not to stop step on any toes. I would have looked into a different time of year. We were also looking to fall or spring next year also. Or I would have at least been checking in on their timeline and was so I won't send my invite out two days after they send theirs or have my shower right at the same time she was. I feel like one of two things are to blame. Either she slash they are ignorant to anyone or anything else and they're just planning their day without the slightest bit of thought of, on this might involving sharing the spotlight or they're doing this on purpose as a potential act of revenge for getting engaged around the time he wanted to propose to Anne and somehow try and one-up us every step of the way. I know I need to just focus on what is happening with my fiancé and myself and focus on our day and our future together. I'm so excited to marry the love of my life and start forever together. It just feels like the echo never ends. Would love some advice on how to block out the little monster that keeps saying she slash they are doing this on purpose. Keep the podcast episodes coming and the bridal breaks rocks. Emphasis on the boozy breaks. Bless you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, is there an echo in here? Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Interesting. So she has a bridesmaid's bridesmaid who's a friend of hers that's getting married before she's getting married yes but they've been in cahoots the whole time about timing 
Yes. And there's the cousin who's getting married after her, and they are not in cahoots about timing. Yes. That is the that is the boiled down version of what I'm hearing, correct? Yes. Yep. I think okay. all that's true. And she's annoyed slash kind of growing insane from the from the cousin that's not checking in with her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because everything's a little close. I mean... My gut says she's ignorant. I think that, you know, I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I think that would take too much brain power to plan a wedding and also revenge at the same time. Not that it couldn't happen, but I really feel that she just is like blindly not realizing the effect that this is having on you. Julia? I think I agree with that. I think it's definitely like an irritation, but I having planned a wedding myself, I was kind of unaware of everything else going on at that time. So, you know, it's, you kind of like put your blinders up as far as your scheduling goes. So I can definitely see like, and you know, if, if their wedding is only 35 days different from the cousins, then it makes sense that the timelines of the invitation mailing and showers and everything would be pretty parallel too. That's not to say it's not annoying, but you know, like, like every blog says, mail the invitations eight weeks in advance. I think we sent ours like four months because I can't just, you know, have them sitting there. <laughs> well, but, also you had international travelers, so that's understandable. Yeah, you got to give yeah. a little more time for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I, uh, first of all, the one thing she said about, um, did the, did the cousin's fiance was he kind of miffed when you guys got propo- got engaged because he was thinking about proposing? That actually might have been true. Yeah, I there's think a, you, yeah. There's a good chance he had a ring in his pocket and was like, "Oh, I want her to feel special. I'm going to hold off." So him kind of showing his cards a little bit emotionally to you, I don't think that you're wrong. There is a chance of that. And yeah, I think also, you may have gotten that one right. And that also kind of is a good thing because that can kind of gives you a, an explanation about why he had that sort of uh, reaction to it. Doesn't mean he doesn't like you. He just like personally is going through his own stuff. And I feel like in all of this, it feels like everyone has their own lives. And I know this sounds like annoying to say to you, and I'm not saying that you're a selfish person at all, because I think that for the most part, you've been very gracious and you're not trying to start a fight. You're just kind of having these internal thoughts. Yeah. You're talking it out with your fiance, which I think is really healthy. She's venting to us. Yes. You're venting good. to us. Like you're doing what you can. You can't help your emotions. You can't yes. help your actions. I think you're yep. doing the right thing. But I think we all sometimes fall guilty to the idea that we understand that we are the leads in our story about our lives. But everyone else is not secondary characters. They're the leads in their own stories. So there's somewhere this cousin is having this really big moment in her life. This is big. She's getting married. Yeah. Holy shit. Like that feeling that you had when you got proposed to and you started playing your wedding and it felt like overwhelming and oh my God, and this is amazing and I'm getting married and this feels so grown up. She's having those exact same feelings. And True. I feel like, like, like Julie was saying, you do get locked up in so much of your own stuff because it's a lot and it's overwhelming and you've never done it before. Unless you're getting married mm-hmm. for the second or third time, it's all new. Like it's very different between like helping a friend or watching your sister get married than when it's you. It's just, it's a lot. So maybe she is kind of throwing a little bit of timing faux pas at you that feel a little awkward. Yeah. But I don't think she's being a jerk. No. I, I'm I with wonder you. if... There's like a a neutral family member that knows both cousins and maybe could 
you know, like wouldn't necessarily voice any concerns to the cousin, but maybe you could approach a, another family member that knows both of you and say, hey, have you noticed like a lot of these timelines are matching up? And I'm a little bothered by it, but I'm trying not to overreact. What do you think? And then they could say, Anne is just like in the same place you are and just trying to get everything done. And then you're absolved of that feeling. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wonder. Pick a family member that's that's not a gossip. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Choose your family member wisely. Right. Not not somebody with loose lips. No. But yeah, the Mm -hmm. other thing I was thinking is that I think on other podcasts we've talked about before where there was somebody that was a friend that they felt like they kept kind of copycatting them in life. Remember, it was like Mm -hmm. a car and like apartments and stuff like that. Where I feel like sometimes there are people in your life that you sort of use as like your pace car where there's just like, oh, that's a really good point. That person is doing this thing in their life. I should maybe start to reevaluate. Like maybe it's time for me to do fill in the blank. And I wonder if every time, especially like getting an invite in the mail or getting some notification, if that's her moment of being like, oh, shit, I got to get that done soon. You know what I mean? Like maybe you are inadvertently and not a mean way, but you are kind of the reminder of her of like, oh, I have to send out this RSVP thing. I have to send out, I have to do my shower soon. I have to do this. You know what I mean? Well, and I mean, especially if she's got that compressed timeline. Yeah. That's a short turnaround. Yeah, it is. That's or December. Also, if they, you know, if they're close, but maybe she's closer to that friend. So it made more sense that they were checking in with each other all the time. Whereas a cousin you may see less frequently or talk less frequently. So I, yeah, I don't think it's malicious at all. I think that it's just, um, I think, focus on your amazing wedding that's probably happening pretty soon. Yeah, it sounds like it. The only other thing I can say to help your mind kind of spin this a little bit is that sometimes it's easy to make somebody a villain when you don't see them. But it's easier to kind of make somebody very human if they're in your presence and you get to actually see them and all of a sudden all of that sort of dissolves and they become a little bit more, um, uh, you're more compassionate towards them. I wonder if maybe, I mean, if you're up to it, if you're not, don't. If it's going to feel fake, don't do this. But if you wanted to, I don't know how close she is physically to you, but if you could go out for coffee or go out to have a drink with her or have her over and just the two of you bitch about how annoying it is being a bride and all the things that you're stressed out about and kind of have a fun night of like it's kind of like people when they're both pregnant at the same time Mm -hmm. they get together and they talk about what it's like right Pam I mean I've never been pregnant but Pam will tell you right yeah but that's one of the things you do right yeah definitely no that definitely helps to to vent with that person because you are going through it at the same time yeah and you have that person in your your bridesmaid slash friend but I wonder you know if it would be fun for you to sort of reach out to her if you're in a mental space where you want to do this if it's gonna feel fake and weird don't but if you feel comfortable enough if you could go have a glass of wine with her or have her over and like just have a fun night just the two of you it might kind of help take that competitive side of that feeling of like you're kind of doing things wrong and kind of humanize her a little bit and that might help I get it sometimes people do things that just annoy you it happens you're not crazy (laughs) it's just like you know what I mean there are plenty of times where someone does something you're like ugh and you're really you're a smart gal for not really ruffling feathers over it you're doing all the right things doing the right thing but if you're trying to find I think you were asking us for advice on things that you can do to kind of have your mind stop doing this that's one of the suggestions I give I like is it. to humanize her a little bit. I like it. I mean, wine helps. Absolutely. <laughs> Always. <laughs> and also, if this is the worst thing that's happening in the wedding planning, you're doing 
great. You're doing fantastic. It sounds like you have no issues with in-laws. You have no issues with your family. You're getting along great with your, you know, your husband-to-be. You've got a supportive bridesmaid, even though you guys don't have a weird competitive thing going on. Like, things are going really well for you. You found a great podcast to listen to. <laughs> You've got your venue. Oh, Brooke. Yeah. You're great. I think it, another way of a mind trick is really to focus on the positive because it sounds like you have a yes. lot of shit going for you. And let us know how it goes. Yes. As we now we're give doing episodes. A, yes. Give us a follow up, please. Full episodes talking about the follow up. <laughs> so please send us more because I am newsy. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Break okay. your rope. Oh, it is short. Thank you, Pammy. Two Welcome. paragraphs. You know how to treat a girl, right? <laughs> Dear Wedding Confessionals, my future mother-in-law is driving me freaking nuts. Ever since we got engaged in March, she has been a complete negative Nancy. She criticized everything from my ring to what we want in a photographer to how we want to do our flowers. It's getting ridiculous. She's acting as if this is her wedding, and I think that's mainly because her wedding was in the 80s and was a disaster. Oh, Oh, dear. She's also been complaining that we're spending too much money on this wedding. My family isn't able to help us with the cost due to financial reasons. My fiance and I have no problem with this, but his mother won't leave it alone and keeps complaining that we shouldn't be paying for any of this. However, she hasn't offered to help at all and won't leave it alone. It's driving me bonkers. Please tell me how to deal with this crazy woman. Thanks, annoyed bride. Mm. Oh boy. I was just talking about how you don't have problems with in-laws, blah, 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 to that last bride. And this one's like, this one, you do. You got problems. (laughs) (laughs) You got problems. You do. I mean, listen, having a mother-in-law that you don't see eye to eye with is not new. You're not alone. Know that from the get-go. Yes. You are in a... Watch any Hallmark movie, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes honestly yes. it's 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 not unheard of um she clearly likes to voice her opinions she probably shouldn't no she definitely she shouldn't. is so how shall we deal with this situation uh, what do you think i i don't know i i i mean we've we've discussed this a few times and one of the things that we have suggested is for the fiance to have a conversation with his mom this is definitely not your conversation with her you have to keep a smile on your face and um just keep taking it as much as it sucks um one thing that like really struck me as you were reading this book is that she criticized the ring. I'm like, um, that's your son. He picked that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe but there's anyways. an issue there that needs to be resolved. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's between the, the fiance and his mother rather than really having to do with the mother-in-law's opinions on the wedding. You know? Maybe yeah. there's a communication default that's not going as smoothly as it could and maybe i I think this is definitely his conversation to have and not something that you want to get involved with because in-law politics only get more complicated after the wedding and these people (laughs) not only are they not going to go away after the day but they are your family now and now everything is you know there's no real way to like mess stuff up and then wash your hands of it. So I think 
peacekeeping is the primary goal here. And, you know, when she makes comments, maybe there's something there that you could take into account. Like, only from a budgetary perspective, because I lost my job and then smashed my car. And then um, about a couple weeks after that, Karen got really sick. And we have medical bills from that that are, like, way beyond our wedding budget. So, like, if she's speaking budget and it's your money that you're spending... Don't totally write that off because you never know what's going to happen after you walk down the aisle. Yeah. And then you have to actually deal with that stuff. You know, there's no more like fun, crafty projects to take your mind off of your financial woes. They're there. (laughs) Yeah. But there's no real excuse for her to be criticizing everything either. So that's why I think maybe this is not the conversation that you want to be involved with. Maybe pass this along to your fiance and have him sit down with his mother and see if they can reach some kind of agreement where like, you know, we can limit the criticism, but maybe understand that like, if this really is coming from a place of regret, like her wedding didn't go the way she wanted to. And now there's this fun new one coming along that she can give her opinions on find a way to reconcile that and include her, but like through her son rather than her dumping all of her thoughts directly onto the stressed out bride. I was going to mention that as well. I think that's a really good point where, you know, maybe there's something that you can bring her in because if, if hers really was a disaster, you know, maybe having that conversation being like, well, you know, is there something you would have done differently from your wedding or, you know, from bride to bride and, you know, just get a, mm-hmm. a tip and just make her feel involved, maybe in that kind of safe zone. Um, you don't necessarily have to take it. <laughs> what she says, yeah. but, you, you know, the gesture and, and then do whatever you yes, want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> take it you know, make her feel like she's involved in it. Yeah, maybe she's passive aggressively talking about money because she just wants to be involved in some way. So that's all she knows to be involved in. Yeah, I mm-hmm. just, yeah, I think you guys are totally hitting the nail on the head that it has to be a conversation that your fiance has and not you. Yep. Um, the only other thing I was thinking is that, and I know this sounds easy to say because I'm not in it and this isn't my life and this isn't my wedding, but um, you can't always control what people do or what's happening, but you can always control sort of your attitude about everything. And you can kind of, you can make the decision at any point to not give a shit about what she thinks. You know, there are going to be people that have opinions about your life forever. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how this works. And if this lady's going to always have opinions, and this might be the beginning of your long-term relationship with her. Maybe this is just what she does. She likes being vocal. She likes sort of pushing her opinions around and you just kind of roll your eyes like, yeah, my mother-in-law is kind of a know-it-all, whatever. You know what I mean? It's hard now because this is kind of new. This is probably the first time you're really having to see her really insert her opinions into your life, into your money, into your choices Yeah, and how hard that Mm -hmm. is. But I think that you also have control about just genuinely being like, I don't care what she fucking thinks. You know what I mean? You do. You have control yes. over how you think. And you can just yeah. be like, she's an idiot. She doesn't know anything. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, she has dumb opinions. The other great thing about this is that one day, you're going to get married, and then this topic goes away. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Well, it might it might stick until around you have for a kids, little. right? And then, then they could pop their sure. ugly head, and then there are infinitely in. more opinions. Yes, which again, you're gonna get people that have opinions about your choices. Always, always. it's just how life works. Some people are more yeah. vocal than others. You have to just stay true. The good thing is, it sounds like you and your fiance are on the same page, and you believe the choices you're making are right. So I think stay true to what you think is right. It sounds like you're thinking about a budget. You're very conscious of the fact that you're not trying to swindle your parents and just spending more money than they have. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I think that you're already doing the right thing. Just like screw her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, that's good advice. I mean, the thing is, is that the easiest way you can't fight with her. You really can't. You don't want to start a war with her. You don't want to start any sort of like back and forth with her. You don't want to, this is someone's going to be in your life for a long time. So if you need to start now mentally dealing with the fact that she's always going to have dumb opinions and that's her opinion and whatever, as long as she's not pushing the opinions to the point that it's changing your fiance's mind and it's like altering your life, then let her have her loud mouth. She looks like an idiot. No one else agrees with her. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. That's on her. You look great. She looks like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she loved hearing that. Yes. <laughs> Love it. So, um, yeah, you're great. She's a dummy. I think we've answered the question. Yes, that one we got to. <laughs> All right, Julia, do you want to do number three? Absolutely. Okay. Dear Ruthie and others, I need some <laughs> advice. <laughs> Ruthie's on my lap hear, right now. <laughs> I hear her back there, and my little cat over here is just absolutely distraught that the door is closed. Oh. Here, do you the let podcast him out? listeners oh. can't see, but oh. there she is. Oh, hi, kitty. Poor thing. That's right, because your kitty looks like my kitty. We have like yeah. the same gray and white little white paws and everything. It's great. Little yeah. doppelgangers. Sorry. <laughs> she's batting a chapstick around now. She's doing okay. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> so, dear Ruthie and others, we'll include Mochi in that. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I need some advice. My best friend from college is getting married in March 2019 to her boyfriend of eight years. They are high school sweethearts, and her fiancé is the sweetest. My husband does not like her, and here's why. She has been cheating on her fiancé since they started dating. Ooh. Oh. She claims she loves her fiancé, and she wants to marry him, but she just likes the attention of other guys. I want to be a good friend, but I don't know how. I have told her time and time again that she needs to stop. And she says that she will, but never does. I feel horrible for her fiancé because he is so sweet to her. What should I do? Should I keep her secret? Should I tell her fiancé and ruin their relationship? I will take suggestions and advice. Sincerely, I'm best friends with the cheater. Boy, howdy. That sucks. Wow. Yes, it does. My hands are like over my head because I don't even... (laughs) This is a dilemma. This is a real, honest-to-goodness wedding confessional. Ruth has left the room. She was not a fan. (laughs) This is too much for her. (laughs) She felt the tension rise, and she was like, I have to go. Peace out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so her best friend, the bride, right? It's a bridegroom situation. Yes. Uh, okay, so her she's best friends with the bride, and the bride has been cheating on the groom, it sounds like, their entire relationship up till this point. Wow, that's a long time. And he doesn't know. Are we sure he doesn't know? Is it like an open relationship thing? That's not that, right? 
I, I mean, it I doesn't like, say that. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. But yeah. that's a long time to go without knowing. Right? It is. That's a long time to go without knowing. Does he just know and he's fine with it? It could be. Well, in that case, if he finds out, it's not going to ruin anything. You know? That's a good point. Ooh, okay. Here's the thing. I don't thing. know that there's a lot to ruin there because it I don't know I mean gosh the thought of like ending an engagement having just gone through a wedding like oh my gosh if that had happened to Karen and I that would have been so awful but it she is the the bride that is cheating is clearly lacking something that she needs from her fiance you know, yeah, if mm-hmm. she says that she's needing this attention from other guys, then she's missing something with him. And if it's going to work out at all, they're going to have to reconcile that. And if it doesn't happen before the wedding, then it's only going to be put off for later. And it, it's just so much harder, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's also, ugh, I get really wary. There are plenty of times, there are times where it works out where somebody meets somebody super duper young and they grow together as they age and everyone kind of stays, you know, in the same path and it works out. But to be high school sweethearts and then eight years later, you know, to be the same people, it's just sometimes you just aren't, you know? It sounds like she's sowing yeah. her oats while she's dating and engaged. Yeah. Oh. So that makes me think maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he I mean, I, maybe he doesn't know. Know how to answer this i know oh I know. my god well okay. i mean if god. she says something to yeah, the let's guy weigh the options are your two things your one thing is not saying something and just kind of letting somebody have their relationship and it's technically none of your business and you don't know what happens behind closed doors and you know what everyone's expectations are and that's something mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something god. but the downside there is that when this eventually comes to light and chances are it will. And then, you know, if, if this guy is, you know, finds out that everybody knew. Yeah. And especially that his wife or uh, fiance's best friend knew all along, that would really sting. If you were to tell her fiance, you have to accept that your friendship with her will probably be over. Yeah, 100%. But is this a relationship that you want to have? You really need to think about this. Yeah. Because, you know, that this girl, not that, you know, not that she's not great, but she clearly is, you know, maybe in a different position or situation, you know, I, I don't know, that would be really hard, I think, for me to just sit back and be okay with. Yeah. If okay, so We've given her kind of the two options of, you know, if you don't do something like it's none of, you know, you can say that it's none yes. of your business. You like, that's your choice. And there are plenty of people where like, that's kind of their stance sure. and that's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. And the other people that take the other stance of like, I need to speak up. I feel like it's only right. I have this information. I have to speak up. Um, so you, I, it really is kind of up to you. I yeah. know that sounds a really corny thing to say, but I think in the odds of kind of, or not odds, but just like in the way of kind of helping you, I'm just kind of curious. 
we are giving you the two options, right? Of what you should do. And you know that they are, you kind of just go with your gut and go with your, what you think is more important to you and what long-term kind of works for your heart. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds kind of crazy, but this is your relationship and your, and your psyche and your gut. Yeah. Like if you feel like you're carrying around this like horrible secret and you feel like you're damaging this person and it's really like hurting you. I mean, it's like, that might be a part of it, but I'm wondering between the three of us, just curious, if you were in her position, what would you do? <laughs> Julia, you go first. <laughs> oh boy. This feels like a game of truth or dare. I My heart is pounding. <laughs> I think I think I'd talk to her first. And I mean, clearly there's already been a conversation about like, you really have to stop this. This isn't fair. And she says that she'll stop and then doesn't. So, you know, leading up to a wedding, there's kind of, I don't want to say a deadline on it, but like there kind of is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe the, the hard, but right thing to do in my mind would be talk to her first and say, you know, this isn't right you need to come clean to him. And if you don't buy X time or X milestone in wedding planning, then I, as your like best friend and as someone who has seen this go on for so long, I have to speak up to him, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. maybe give her the option first, you know, don't go like behind her back because then maybe if this relationship falls through, if the, if the marriage doesn't, doesn't have everything there falls apart and maybe you know it will or it should because there's something there that's missing but maybe that gives a grounds for healing for her friendship if if time and space and you know if everything works out for that to want to happen because I don't think if she just goes around her friend straight to the fiance I think she's absolutely ruined any chance of repairing a friendship later if she wants and if if the bride wants. But by maybe giving her the option to come clean first before you step in, I I don't know. I think that, to me, that would be the better way to go. Yeah. All right. Pam, you want to go for it? No, I got this. I got this. So for me, I... I would do basically the same thing. I would have the conversation with her, but for me and how I I deal with people, like if she didn't, marriage is such an adult responsibility and she's acting very childish. So to me that says she's not ready. She's to, not ready. She's not ready. So I I don't know that I would be able to respect her if she didn't fix this one way or another, like she needs to either repair this relationship with her fiance and see how that goes, or she needs to cut it off. And for me, I know that if she didn't fix it and she just went ahead and got married, I I wouldn't, I don't know that I could go to that wedding and support that. Like that's not me. And um, yeah, I just would have to be like, listen, you do what you got to do, but this is, I, I can't keep being your, you know, your co-pilot on this journey with you acting like this because you're about to get married. So 
That's honestly very similar to my answer. Really? <laughs> my answer, the way that I would handle it personally, what I would go directly to my friend and I'd be like, this is bullshit. And if this is how you're going to live your life, then you're living a life as a liar and we cannot be friends. Yeah. Like, what else are you lying about? That's would be my thing. Yeah. I'm just like, this That's is a pretty just, big thing. You know, and just to watch you deceive and hurt someone you know, I just think would be like, I don't know how I would remain friends. Like, yeah, it's one thing when you're 19 and you cheat on your boyfriend and we're dumb and young and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you're not you're a grown adult who's getting married yeah. to someone. Yep. And I'd be like, you're too old for this. This is not okay. And you're better than this and fix it. And if you don't, then like, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to yeah. be a part of this. I don't know yeah. if I'd be able to like confront the boyfriend and be like, this is what's going on. But I definitely think that my relationship with that friend would be done. Yeah. I'd just be like, I'm not, I'm not chill with people like this that hurt other people and just you know, for their own gain or their own reputation. You know what I mean? Their own reputation. That's not my scene. Mm -mm. It just like hurts my gut. Again, it goes with my gut of just like what I, you know, who I want to be comfortable and be around and who you want to, you know, associate with. And, you know, you want to have yeah. friends that are supportive and that you trust. And now it's like this girl lies left and right. To the person that she says she loves and wants to spend her life with. Yeah, like, that man. says a lot. Yes. So maybe maybe that's the half answer we've given you. <laughs> that's different than telling him versus, you know what I mean? That is kind of part of it. It's just kind of interesting that we all sort of have like a weird answer that's sort of almost the same. But I feel like if if you tell him or someone else tells him, that makes you the villain. Yeah. And I would just, I would be leery of that because it's like, no, I'm not the villain. Someone else is. And it needs to be her that needs to either. Also, it's her story. It's her story. She needs to tell her yes. story to him. And because you only know the sort of details of what you know, but at the end of the day, you weren't there with your no. friend. You don't know all the Hopefully. details. I mean, you know, but you know, and again, I think it's one of those things where I don't think that you're like a jerk for putting up with this as long as you have. Like I said earlier, like I couldn't have a friend like that. But because again, I know when you're younger and things are kind of looser and you know, like we all make mistakes. We're all dumb messes when we're young or idiots and we do regrettable things. But sure. Now you're older and more importantly, again, like you said, marriage is an adult, very adult thing to do. You're, you're bringing in a lot of people. You're bringing in potentially religion. You're bringing in someone's what they think is their long-term life with you. Like that's serious. Mm -hmm. And I really like the idea of marriage as an adult responsibility because I, it, I mean, it is like everything that you have gone through individually even if you've been going through it together, like during while you're dating and while you're engaged, it's I really do think it's different after marriage. And I'm saying this after going through job loss, um, my aging grandfather who's not doing very well, car repairs, Karen spending a couple of days in the hospital. And like, like there have been some really good things, too. Like I got my pilot's license. Karen is hopefully due for a raise very soon. But there have been so many really hard things that we've gone through since we got married and it hasn't been very long yeah. it's been yeah. 127 days because the countdown that i had on my phone now goes <laughs> in the opposite direction oh that's oh. fun <laughs> <laughs> but i think it i mean when you get married you you choose your teammate for everything that you're going to go through and I think you have to be 100% confident that this person is your person through thick and thin, through everything, you know? And it's not fair to him 
to make that promise with your fingers crossed behind your back, knowing that you're hurting him, you know, as the bride. Yeah. Like, do you have she, my that's back? That's such a not cool thing to do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. again, but like, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Like, there are going to be times, I mean, inevitably, I mean, Julia, you had a string that came on very early. Yeah. But every mm-hmm. marriage has stresses, whether it's yeah. money health issues, complication of whatever kind that comes up and you need to be able to lean on each other with no doubt in your mind that you are each other's cheerleader and support system and you're there to really help and with no questions asked. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if that this is-, is going in already half-assed with tons of lies, really? Yeah. Because <sighs> that, that whole thing about sickness and health, richer or poorer, better or worse, those aren't abstract concepts. They're very real ways to think about what comes after the wedding. You know, things might be really good and they will be. And even when things are bad, they're still going to be good again, but things aren't going to be bad and things are going to be hard. And you have to be able to be confident that your person is going to be there when the bad things are going on. And I, to make that promise half-assed is really a crummy thing to do. Yeah, I feel like things, I mean, inevitably something bad's going to come along. And the only thing that makes it bearable is knowing that you have somebody that's in your corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, girl, I mean, let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. This will be a really interesting follow up. Yeah. Yes, please. I feel very emotional right now. I know. We, I know. on an emotional note, man. <laughs> We've gone through a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> Laughed and cried. Jeez, Pam. It's better than cats. It's better than cats. <laughs> Such a dumb saying. Does anyone else know that saying? I laughed, I cried, it was better than cats? Yes. Okay, I, I know it. I just, it's a musical theater nerd it thing, is. right? It Julia, is. have you ever heard that before? I. It seems like the type of thing that Karen has said. She's in <laughs> musical theater and like, yep. I just kind of... You know, Nod so your head. You're like, sure, yeah. sure, nerd. It sounds... Familiar. <laughs> well, we have gotten through all of our confessionals. Oh, yeah, I need a nap. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go on to bridal breaks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, bridal breaks for anyone who's new to the show are just suggestions we give not only to brides but anyone who is helping to plan a wedding of fun things that have nothing to do with weddings that you can enjoy your life, step away from your super stressful RSVP competition with your with your cousin, your dumb mother in law being horrible about your budget, and you just do these things to self soothe and enjoy your life. Remember that there are fun things out there that have nothing to do with table settings. And looking at budgets, thank God. Um, <laughs> Pam always gives a drink. I usually give pop culture. Our guests give anything from really cool books to read to, I mean, weed. They give us they give us types of drugs <laughs> to take, which is more than once. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, Pam, what do you have us for the? What do you have for us this week? So this one I found on eatdrinkbecozy.com. And it is called the Melted Snowman Martini. Um, and it just sounded, it's its a very Pam drink. Vanilla vodka, fireball, <laughs> rum chata, and half and half. I mean, come on. That sounds really fun. <laughs> it, it sounds very sweet and unique. I mean, I'm not really sure how those are all going to like, mixed together i mean the rum chata and the cinnamon fireball that sounds good but where's the vanilla vodka i'm not sure about that (laughs) um 
shake well, sprinkle with some powdered sugar, and um, throw a like snowman candy face. It literally has a snowman's face in the middle of this martini, so it looks like he's all melted except for his head. Poor guy. I know. He's melted. <laughs> he did. But I'm going to try his. That sounds good. It does sound good. Julia, what is your bridal break for this week? Okay, so... I realized when I was trying to come up with a bridal break that I don't really do anything relaxing anymore. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm working like all the time. And when I'm not working, I'm trying to get in my flight training. But, you know, the weather's really bad now. So that's a challenge. But um, I have a recipe to share. And it's really easy and really good. Um, it's for haupia pudding, which is a Hawaiian dessert. And I'm from Hawaii and this is something that I've like, I've had since I was little. And it's like, I didn't realize you could just make it until probably a couple months ago. (laughs) So I made some last night, which is why it's on my mind. So it's one can of, um, full fat coconut milk. Okay. I'm in. Yep. Four to five (laughs) tablespoons of sugar four to five tablespoons of cornstarch and three quarters of a cup of water. So you um, heat the coconut milk until it's lightly simmering. You mix the water, the coconut or um, water, sugar and cornstarch in a separate cup and then pour it all in together and then just kind of like whisk it and let it get thick and then pour it into like a glass dish and refrigerate it for a couple of hours. And it's like, just the most soothing, delicious, sweet treat in the world. Sounds, sounds so good. So good. <laughs> I know. Karen and I accidentally ate almost the entire like thing that makes sixteen servings last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, one's, no one's counting. It's, it's winter. Yeah. You should make it. <laughs> You're in cold weather. You're gonna get cozy. That, that sounds, sounds so, so good. nice. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds and it's yummy. So easy. Yeah. yeah, it does sound really easy. It sounds really good. So um, my bridal break for this week mm-hmm. is um, I briefly read about this show. Um, and what I was like briefly read is that sometimes you read about an, a show or like a book or something. And the first couple lines you read are so good that you stop reading the article because you want no spoilers. Have you ever done that? Okay. So yeah. that's what happened with this was I saw an article about this show called The Bodyguard. So not the Kevin Costner movie with Whitney Houston. This right. is a, an, a British series it was originally, I think, BBC. Um, and it's called The Bodyguard. And the thing that I read about it was it is the most watched thing in England this year. Um, the only thing less, I mean, the only thing that was more watched was the World Cup. So I'm like, ooh, like this was a hit. Yes. So it's on Netflix. So I had it in my queue of something that I might like maybe watch at some point, but it seemed sort of intense and like you have to pay attention. So I was like, I don't know, I'm going to get around to this at some point. But then my husband came home and said that he had heard on some NPR station he was listening to, um, I think it was like Fresh Air or something, but somebody gave a review and they said it was like amazing. So we both like within like days of each other had read really good reviews about this show. So we're like, let's watch it. I think it's, I want to say it's six episodes, one Mm -hmm. hour each. Um, It stars, um, um, I think his name is, oh shoot. 
it's Richard Madden who oh, yeah. is in Game of Thrones yeah. as Rob Stark. Yep. Who I don't watch Game of Thrones at all, but I Googled his name because I was like, do I know him from anything else? And it's Cinderella. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that in Game of Thrones, like he has such a different look because he plays um, basically a police officer, security person in this show, Bodyguard. So it's okay. like a completely different look for him. It's like clean cut and like shorter hair. And it, I, it looks like completely different, but it is heart pounding and oh. interesting and I have one episode left and it is driving me nuts that we can't <laughs> seem to time it to watch it together because you know when you start to watch a show with either your significant other or you a have buddy to watch together. and you have to watch it together and then That's it's like a commitment right and again you almost want to cheat on them because you're just like god I want to watch that <laughs> show but you're not home yet <laughs> But marriage is an adult responsibility. It is an adult responsibility. And <laughs> yep. I can't you wait for this to podcast to end because I've been told we're going to watch it tonight. Oh. So you guys need to get out of my house. She's cutting it short. <laughs> Wrap it up, ladies. No. <laughs> no, but it's really good. And it's well shot. And it, every episode is a heart pounding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Twist and turns. You don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's cool and British and attractive. It's great. I'm in. Yeah, it's really, really good. So the bodyguard, <laughs> not the Kevin Costner, Whitney right. Houston one. No. The other one. Okay. The British one. The British so, one. So yeah, um, I'm about to finish it tonight. Um, wish me luck. All right. My heart's gonna I'm probably not gonna go to sleep because it's like do, 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 my heart gets so loud. <laughs> so that is our bridal breaks. Yes. We did it. Yeah. Julia. Yay. Thanks for coming back on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun to chat with you guys again. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Do you want to plug your Instagram account? Sure. I'm, I think I've posted like four things on it since July, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying to like think of more things that I can share because I'm still doing some fun stuff that I don't know, people might like. Yeah. So that's Leah makes a dress, all one word. Um, and then if, I've mentioned like flight training a couple times and like if you're a pilot you can't go more than like eight seconds without mentioning it. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and plug my other Instagram account too, which is just my regular personal Instagram, but that's where I post all of my like flying and maintenance pictures. Cool. So if you want to see airplane pictures, you can pop on over to Julia Flies. And I did not realize that I had made both of my Instagram accounts like Julia does a thing. That was purely by coincidence, and Karen was like, are you building a brand? I like no, it. I'm, it's a good brand. Just, yeah. You're active. Thank I like you. it. It was just a, like, I'm, I guess, consistent. But yeah, so <laughs> there's my Instagrams, and then um, we had awesome wedding vendors, and like, I'll post a wedding picture and tag all of the ones that are like on social media so that you can check them out, because we really had some awesome people. Yes. That's cool. That's very helpful. Yeah. And the cake person. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need to know more about this cake person. Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, Pam, now it's the time that we tell everybody about how you can find out more information about our show. Yes. We do it in the form of a quiz. I quiz you. Yes. Um, we're sitting a little closer together today so that we can chat with Julia and be in the same frame. <laughs> so I need to angle my clipboard so you can't see it. It's very difficult. This is very hard for me, Pam. Think about me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Pamela. Yes. Um, we have a website. What is it? Weddingconfessionals.com. On that website, you can find show notes. Yep. Um, you can also find links to all of our social media. Where are we on social media? We are all over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. We are. Um, uh, we're all over all of those. You yes. are doing a good job on Pinterest. 
I love Pinterest. Very active. Yes. New pins, linking things. It's a mystery to me, but I've seen the activity (laughs) and I love it. Um, Yes. We also want you to send us your confessionals. I mean, the ones that came in today. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Keep the drama coming. Yes. I'm kind of living for it. Um, There are three (laughs) different ways you can send us your confessionals. They're always anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one is an email. What is our email address? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail. We just transcribe it. We will not use your actual voice. We will make you sound very cool in print and use our own lovely voices. Yes. Um, What is that phone number to leave the voicemail? Pamela. 434-933. Yes. Four six nope. six three. Nope. Uh, Gosh, you got so close, guys. I did. <laughs> it is four three four nine three three two six six three. Two. Four three four. I was one number off. Four three four nine three three two six six three. You're getting. You got very far there. I had all of them but one. All of them but one. But that's critical. You have to get them all right. It's a phone number. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the last True. way that you can leave a confessional, you don't need uh, to leave us your phone number or uh, leave us an email address. It's very yeah. super duper anonymous. Yeah. You go to our website, which is? Weddingconfessionals.com. You click on a tab, which is? Tell us your secret. Yeah. Or your rent your vent or rant or anything yes tell us your confessional so from there you just tell us whatever just spill it all out and click send yeah super easy it's super duper easy um we also want to tell you to go onto itunes and hit subscribe yep hit um five stars and give us a a fun little review yeah we enjoy your creativity we do love the reviews keep them coming keep them coming it also helps other brides and grooms find our show because uh, their weird algorithm, the ratings really matter to iTunes. It does. I know. Apple Podcasts, they're very particular. <laughs> um, so besides Apple Podcasts, Pamela, we are on a bunch of different podcast providers. A bunch. I have put that list into alphabetical order for my own convenience. Yes. Um, Pamela, um, besides Apple Podcasts in alphabetical order, where can you find our podcast? Um, CastBox. Yes. Castro. Yes. Downcast. Yes. Google Play? Yes. iHeartRadio? Uh-huh. Player FM? No, Overcast. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to let you have it. Overcast? Then Player FM. Yes. Pocket Cast? Yes. Podbean? Yes. <gasps> I don't know. Three, two. Another P1. One. Pod Paradise. Pod Paradise. Podtail, Podcast Attic, Podcast Land, Podcast Republic, <laughs> Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube. Whee! Pamela, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> you almost got the phone number. I know. You got about half of the podcast providers. One glass of wine. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so, Julia, thank you so much for being on the show. And congratulations yes, on getting you. married. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. So cool. <laughs> um, Pammy, I will see you next week. All right. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kantrowitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.